Exodus 32. We'll start in verse 15. Exodus chapter 32. That's the second book of the Bible. That's close to the front. Just turn past Genesis and you'll find Exodus. Exodus chapter 32, verse 15. We'll pray and then we'll jump in. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these words and I pray that we learn something from what's going on here with with, uh, you, dear Lord, and and Moses and your people, God, and and just the stuff that's going on there with them. I pray, God, that you help us to get something from this passage and I pray that you just speak uh, to us tonight through your word. I pray that you would just speak through me tonight, dear Lord, and just let the Holy Spirit, uh, let us hear something that we need to hear. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, leading up to this, in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about Moses being up on the mountain with God. God had been giving him the instruction on how things were going to be and, and what the Israelites should do. But before Moses would come back down from the mountain, uh, the Israelites decided he was taking too long. And so they began to uh, come up with a plan that they were going to create their own God. And they, uh, Aaron took all of their golden jewelry that they had and melted it down, and they formed it into a calf, and they began to worship this golden calf. Now, God became angry, naturally so. They had sinned against God. He had delivered them from the Egyptians, and here they are so quickly turning their back on God. So God says, look, Moses, I'm going to destroy them. But Moses intercedes. He speaks up on their behalf, and he says, look, God, you promised through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you you made a promise to them that you were going to be their God and, and that, you would, uh, that they would be your people, and you were going to deliver them into the promised land. And God relented of bringing the punishment that he initially wanted to bring, that is, to destroy them. And he told Moses, I'll even make a great nation out of you. But Moses said, nope, nope, don't do it, dear Lord. And so the Lord relented. Now, the people are going to suffer some punishment for their sin. We will probably get to that next week. Uh, But that gets us up to where we are this week in verse 15. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, inscribed front and back. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was God's writing engraved on the tablets. Now, these would have been the tablets that would have contained the Ten Commandments, and God had inscribed by whatever means he did it. Uh, perhaps it occurred like the old Ten Commandments movie. You've seen that where the, where the fire comes down from heaven and, it, and it, it just etches it into the stone. I don't know in what form or fashion or manner that God chose to inscribe these, these stone tablets, but he did. God himself did that, and Moses was bringing these tablets down the mountain with him as he was going back down to see what was going on with the people of Israel. And then in verse 17, When Joshua heard the sound of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a sound of war coming, excuse me, there is a sound of war in the camp. But Moses replied, It is not the sound of a victory cry and not the sound of a cry of defeat. I hear the sound of singing. So Joshua, we don't really know exactly where Joshua was during all this time that Moses was on the mountain. We don't know how high up Joshua was. Perhaps he was at the top or perhaps he was just a little lower. 
But Joshua was the only one that was up on the mountain with Moses. And as Moses begins to come down, Joshua is there with him, and they hear this commotion that's going on. Now, the people of Israel are celebrating. They've made this calf, and they're just having a big time, and they're uh, they're just having a party, so to speak, just just celebrating what they had done. They were celebrating this grave sin that they had committed. Now, Joshua says, well, it must be the sound of war or something. But Moses says, no, it's not the sound of victory or defeat. This has nothing to do with, with, with war. He says it's the sound of singing. That is... They are singing joyfully. They are celebrating what they had done. They had sinned greatly, but instead of recognizing their sin and being ashamed of it, instead they were celebrating that sin. Now, we need to make sure that we are not guilty of the same thing because there are probably, if we look at our lives, some sins that we may not recognize that are there, but they are there. And we want to make sure that we are not sinning against God in such a horrendous way, but yet we fail to recognize it. We might look at the Israelites and say, well, how could they fail to recognize what they had done? They just took the God that brought them out of Egypt, and here they have made an an idol and begin to worship that idol. The one thing that God had told them not to do at the beginning uh, when he spoke to them as he was on the mountain, and they were at the foot of the mountain, and he began to speak to them what we call the Ten Commandments, and those first few commandments were all about God. Don't have any other God before me. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't make a grave an image. And here they were, they were doing all of these very first things that God had told them not to do, and they didn't even realize that they were sinning. And not only did they sin, but then they began to celebrate the sin that they were living in. Now, we may see people in the world today that are celebrating sin. There are many sins in our culture today that are celebrated. And, and shame on, on us as a society for, for getting to the point that that is the case. But that's the world that we live in today. But we also, instead of looking out at the rest of the world and saying, boy, they shouldn't be celebrating that sin, we need to take a look at ourselves. There may be some things in our life that we are not aware of, and maybe this verse is a good reminder for us to look at ourselves and make sure that we're not living in sin and boasting about it and proud of what we're doing when it may be something that we shouldn't be proud of. In verse 19, As he approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses became enraged and threw the tablets out of his hands, smashing them at the base of the mountain. Then he took the calf they had made, burned it up, and ground it into powder. He scattered the powder over the surface of the water and forced the Israelites to drink the water. Now Moses was angry here. He was, he was angry and rightfully so. As the Bible would say, be angry and do not sin. I do think that there is a time for us to be angry. There are some things maybe that we should be angry about, but it's how we, uh, how we handle ourselves that determines if we sin in our anger or not. Now, Moses uh, was right to be angry. He was enraged at what was going on here. He knew all that God had done for the Israelites. They had seen the plagues. They had been delivered from uh, the, the Egyptians that were much more powerful than them. They had crossed through the Red Sea. God had been meeting their needs. And now so quickly they had turned on God. And here Moses is with these stone tablets. And upon seeing what was going on in the camp, he threw them down and smashed them. And he took that golden calf that was made and he ground it up into powder. He put it into water and he made the people drink the water. 
Now that's pretty intense right there. I don't, there. There may be some significance there. I don't know if there's some deeper significance to Moses crushing the gold and making them uh, drink it. But uh, it, 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 it showed, if nothing else, that Moses was letting the people know that this behavior that they were, that they were uh, being involved in was not appropriate. This was not what they should be doing. This is not how they should be acting. So then, in verse 21, uh, Moses is going to talk to Aaron and see what's going on. Then Moses asked Aaron, Why did these people, excuse me, what did these people do to you that you have led them into such a grave sin? Now, Aaron was supposed to be watching over them. He was kind of in charge while Moses and Joshua were up on the mountain. And here, Aaron should have been a good leader and should have stood up to them. The moment that they begin to say, this is what we want to do and this is what we think we need to do, Aaron should have had the, the knowledge. He should have had the wisdom to say, nope, this is not a good thing. After all, Aaron had been Moses' right-hand man throughout Egypt. Aaron had seen the power of God along with the people. Aaron should have been a strong enough leader that he should have said to the people, we're not going to do this. But for whatever reason... The, the people convinced Aaron to, to, to allow them, and not only allow, but he participated in the making of this golden calf. Now, it could be that Moses had a lack of faith. Maybe he didn't trust God any more than the Israelites did. That's one possibility. Uh, another possibility may be that he gave in to the desires of the people. Maybe he felt like if he stood up to him, uh, they were going to make it difficult for him, and he took the easy way out. It was easier just to let them do what they wanted to do than for him to have thousands of Israelites who were enraged at him because he would tell them, no, that's not the right thing to do. I don't know why Aaron chose to give in and do what the people said. And Moses questions him here and says, why did you do it? Now, that's an important lesson there for us to, to learn from too is Mo, uh, excuse me, Aaron had the opportunity, he had the ability to be a leader to the people. He had the opportunity to stand up and say, no, this is not right. And there are times that you and I may have the opportunity when we are around people to say, no, this is not right. And oftentimes when we have those opportunities, if we take that stand for the Lord, it's probably not going to end well for us. People may ridicule us. People may uh, not want to have anything to do with us. People uh, may get angry at us. They get, may get mad at us. And perhaps that's the same reasoning that Aaron uh, was, was going through in his mind that led him to say, you know what, I'm just going to give in to what they say. But it's better to speak up for what is right than to go along with what is wrong. And that's exactly what Aaron did. If Aaron would have been the leader that he needed to be and should have been, he would have spoke up and said, nope, I know you think this is what's right, but this is not the way we're going to do it. I know you don't, you don't think that Moses is coming down. I know maybe you feel like God's not doing the things that you think he should do, but we are not going to give up on God. We are going to go this route because if we go the route that you want to go, if we, if we make this golden calf, we're going to be sinning against God and we do not want to sin against God. And if Aaron would have took that stand it would have been a lot better for the people. But instead, for whatever reason, he gave in to what the people's requests were. And Moses was curious. What did these people do to you? What did they do to make you turn in such a way from the Lord that, that caused the people to sin uh, in such a horrible way? He says a grave sin. 
And no doubt it was going to be a grave sin for many who were there, as we will see in the verses next week, because there are many people who are going to lose their life as a result, as a consequence of this decision that they made to turn their life on, uh, to turn their back on God and to begin to worship this calf. So now Aaron's being called out. Let's see what Aaron's response is. <clears throat> Verse 22, don't be enraged, my Lord. Isn't that interesting? He's, 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 he's getting ready to, 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 to really make his plea to, to, uh, to Moses here. After all, I mean, Aaron didn't do anything wrong. At least that appears to be the case he's about to make. Don't be enraged, my Lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know that the people are intent on evil. So what's he doing? He's pointing the finger at the people. Don't be mad at me. You know these people. These people are evil. These people are doing wrong. Now, we don't ever do that, do we? We don't ever want to put the blame on somebody else or on another group of people uh, when something happens to us. We're always at the forefront of taking the blame for our, our bad choices. Well, maybe sometimes and maybe not. Well, it's easy to point that finger at someone else. It started with Adam and Eve, and it's continuing on here with Moses and Aaron. Aaron says, look, these people are bad people. I mean, you know how they are. These people are horrible, Moses. What did you expect from them? He goes on to say in verse 23, They said to me, Make us a God who will go before us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Now, that's the truth. They did say that to him. If you go back and you read the account of, of when all this started a few verses before, he was being truthful in what they told him to do, but he's still not willing to accept any responsibility. He's still not willing to step up and say, you know what, I did wrong. I led these people in a wrong way, and I shouldn't have acted that way. Instead, he's still trying to cover his bases. He's, he's, everything he said so far is true. The people were set on evil, uh, the, the people did say this Moses who led us out of Egypt has gone up the mountain and we don't know what's coming back. But he's phrasing these things in a way, even though he's telling the truth, he's trying to focus attention away from him and put the blame on the Israelites. We need to be careful that we don't do the same thing. We make and justify, well, everything I've said is true, but if we're trying to shift blame to someone else or, or get someone else in trouble, then we... Uh, we've done just as bad, even if all the things we said are true, if we do it in a deceiving way. Verse 24, So I said to them, Whoever has gold, take it off. And they gave it to me. When I threw it into the fire, out came this calf. Now that's pretty funny right there. Now he's been telling the truth up to this point, and now all of a sudden, he knows, he knows he's messed up. So, Moses, let me tell you what happened. They gave me all their gold. I threw it into the fire and pff, this calf, it just came up. Out came this calf. Now, Moses was not stupid. And Moses probably could have looked at the calf. But it was Aaron himself, it says in the scripture, that, 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 that sculpted the calf, that, that made the calf by whatever tools that they had. Moses probably wouldn't have been able to see the markings and seeing that the calf was made. And here Aaron is in the midst of this difficult situation, not taking responsibility for his actions and eventually lying for what he has done. Now, we see many things that have transpired in this passage that we can learn from, I believe. One is that we need to make sure that we're not sinning in, in a way against God that maybe we're not aware of. And not only that, we don't want to be sinning and then boasting or celebrating our sin as the Israelites did. 
Two, we don't want to uh, be like Aaron. We don't want to miss an opportunity when we could be the one to take a stand for the Lord. Even when everybody else may do, may be wanting to do what is wrong and what is sinful, if we feel conviction in our heart and we feel that that is a sin against God, then maybe we need to speak up. Maybe those who we speak to will listen. Maybe they won't. The Israelites may not have listened to Aaron. There's no guarantee that they would have. But perhaps they would have. Perhaps if he would have spoke up, he could have spared their life. And three, we need to learn from Aaron that we need to accept responsibility for the things that we've done. There are times in our life where we blow it. There are times in our life where we fail and we sin against God in a mighty way. And we don't need to try to cover it up. We don't need to lie about it. We simply need to come before the Lord because God's grace is good. We see that in the verses that we read last week, that even though the people were deserving of destruction, God was merciful to them and God was gracious to them. And the best thing that we can do, if we look at these verses and we say, golly, I'm guilty of some of these things. God, I've sinned against you and I've enjoyed that sin and I've, I've liked it and I shouldn't be sinning and I definitely shouldn't be liking to sin. And we can look at, at the fact that, uh, that Aaron didn't step up when he should and the fact that he didn't accept responsibility for what he did. Maybe some of those things are in our lives, and if they are, praise the Lord that through Jesus Christ we can go to God and we can take those sins and say, look, God, I have sinned against you. As Paul would point out in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I think, he, he, he points out to us the sins of the Israelites, some of these very things that we're reading about. And he says, look, these things are an example to us. They're an example to us so that we can learn from their mistakes. Sadly, we have to learn from our own sometimes. But it's good for us to see these things and be reminded of these things and learn from their example and know that, yes, there are consequences, but there's also forgiveness of our sins. And that's a wonderful thing as we look at these verses tonight. Let's pray. God, I thank you for these words, and I pray that you help us to learn from them. God, I pray that you help us not to be so so foolish and just disobedient as, as your people, dear Lord. God, I, sometimes I think we, we may sin and we may think we're hiding it from you, but God, we sound just as foolish as Aaron saying, out came this calf, dear Lord. You know better. You know our hearts. And we may can convince ourselves, dear Lord, and we can lie to ourselves and even to others. But dear Lord, no matter what, we, what other people think, how, we, how people look at us, dear Lord, you know our heart. We can't fool you. So I pray, God... That if we are sinning, if we have sinned, if there's something we've done, God, maybe there were opportunities we could have taken a stand for you and we didn't. God, help us just to own those things. Help us to stand up and be the men and the women that we need to be for you, dear Lord, and come to you boldly for forgiveness and come to you boldly so that we can receive that grace that you want to give us, dear Lord. That we don't live in condemnation of the sins that we may have committed and the things that we may have done, dear Lord. We're not proud of them. But God, we just thank you that you forgive us for them through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for these words that we read tonight. And I pray that you help them just to remember them so that they'll be a, a, an example to us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.